welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm super duper excited to be here with you today. And this sucker is going to be short and kind of sweet. <laughs> Why only kinda? Because I kinda have my panties in a bunch about something. Um, so here's one of the things you may or may not know about me, loyal listener, is one of the things that um, really chaps my ass in this day and age of uh, social media and internet, the interwebs, is that a lot of people have no respect <laughs> for intellectual property. A lot of people just like to take other people's words and other people's content and other people's ideas and slap their name on shit and call it their own and change one word and then attribute it to themselves. And man, there's a lot of famous people who've made a lot of money in the self-help coaching slash whatever entrepreneurial world uh, on the backs of people who came before them that they gave no credit to. Um, and so I'm kind of one of those people. I've had multiple, multiple young entrepreneurs say to me, um, I wish that you would just teach us a workshop on, on, you know, how to, um, share content or things that light us up, uh, in a way that, um, you know, wouldn't make somebody like you upset. <laughs> and I'm like, well, first of all, it's called integrity. It's pretty simple. Don't plagiarize and don't steal, steal shit. You know, I don't think it's that complicated, but I think when you're brought up in a culture where there seems to be no boundaries or respect or, um, value placed on not just trying to pass something off as your own. So there's something in particular um, that um, that I'm going to point to. There's a story in particular that I'm going to share with you guys. And not only is it a story about kind of the moral of the story, but it's also a story that's going to give you some helpful, uh, a little helpful tidbit, I think, and how you go about your life. So I always love it when we can combine some storytelling with some spirituality. So, um, I'm, I would, I'm, I'm not, how do I say this? So I'm, I kind of was in a group that I, I'm not actively participating in, but, um, I saw that somebody had posted, it came to my attention <laughs> that somebody had posted a post in the group. And what they said was they were like trying to be supportive of some newer entrepreneurs. Right. And this person said, if you don't know what to write yet for content, if you don't know yet what to say to who you hope to be your market or your ideal clients, this is literally like basically uh, the advice he gave to, to new entrepreneurs. He said, just go and steal somebody else's stuff and then make it your own and then put it out there and let people engage with it. And I was like, whoa, 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 right? So a friend of mine's like, can you believe this shit? And she sent it to me. Um, and she, I, we were, in, <laughs> excuse me, we're in different time zones. So by the time that it got to me and I was like, what, 
um, there had been enough pushback in the comments from my friend. She was questioning this guy. She's like, why would you do that? She's like, I make my whole living off of my creativity and my intellectual property. Uh, why would you be telling people to steal shit and then like put their name on it? Like what, what about the ethics and the morals and all this, you know? And so she put up, um, she said enough and said it enough times that he finally took down um, the post. But when she questioned him about why he took down the post, this person said, because you got really emotional and upset. Don't even get me started on that comment either. But here's what I'm trying to point to. And I've done, I've talked about this ad nauseum in other places in the world and, and on in my content about um, not being a copycat and not being a thief. It's not good. It's not a good look. It's not an attractive look on anybody. Okay. Uh, so something recently, so th this is kind of the impotence of like, I, I, I always say to people, um, you know, your stand is more important than your brand, meaning you showing up in alignment and in integrity um, in, in an environment and in a uh, business, especially, or, or a field where there can be a lot of shysters and a lot of bullshit artists and a lot of um, poses and fake it till you make it. Um, I think having the integrity to acknowledge your teachers or to acknowledge where you get information from, or, you know, it's like, if, if you've ever heard me speak at all, you have probably heard me say my meditation, my meditation teacher, Eknatha Schwarin says, A Course in Miracles says, my friend Andre Debuse says, I have no problem. I love to give credit. My friend Walter Norton says, right. I love to give credit. I don't feel like my, um, intelligence or my reputation or my name or whatever takes a hit when I give credit to the smarty pants people around me. And I always say when smarty pants people are saying smarty pants things, I am smarty pants enough to listen. You know what I mean? So I just think giving credit, it just, it's a beautiful thing. And it also shows not only integrity and um, good character, but it also shows confidence that you are confident enough in your own wisdom, in your own experience, your own lived experience, your own wisdom, that you're not afraid to also uh, tip your hat or, you know, point to or let other people know about your other brilliant friends who are doing work. So, so let, me, let me just preface all of this with that. Okay, so I'm going to go into the story, Pat. So, out in coaching land, okay, out in mentoring land or business coaching land or entrepreneurial land, however you want to say it, there's this concept that has been passed around and gets talked about. And again, people use it in their content all the time as if it is their own creation, their own brainchild, their own information, their own, you know, what do the, what do the kids like to call it? The, the download, right? They had their this download of this information. So one day I was listening to this guy talk. And I heard him say, be, do, have. I'm doing, a, I'm doing this whole series, this workshop series called Be, Do, Have. And I thought, be, do, have. Like, you know how it like tickles the back of your brain? I'm like, be, do, have. Why do those words sound so familiar? And I had a sense, like, I, I'm like, oh, that. And I knew, I kind of knew, right? Like somewhere, I always talk about the little guys in my head, the little guys with the phyllo facts, the little library cards in my head, like going, right? In my head, like looking up information. I'm like, how do I know that? How do I know that? Oh yeah, this is familiar. This feels like this. And I already, I can just tell from be, do, have, I'm like, oh, this is, this is something about transformational work, mindset, shifting how you look at things, right? I already knew that 
I'm like, oh, this is so familiar to me, whatever. And then I listened to this person go on and on and on over the course of like three days and three videos or whatever, talking about this concept. And it just kept kind of like, like in the back of my mind, like, like, what is this? And they never said where it came from. They passed it off as if they were the creator of it, that they were the the one where this idea came through to them from the muse, from the creative gods, right? And and it, I just kept like, oh, like in the back of my head, kind of like doing a little jig, like pay attention, pay attention. And I'm like, what is this? Okay, here's the great thing about my spiritual team. You guys often see me lift my hand and like point or wave my hand like this. So if you're if you're listening to this and not watching, I kind of have my my hand raised above my head, like high above my head, like I'm raising my hand in class and I wave my hand or I wiggle my finger or I point. And that's when I go, ooh, spiritual team on the job. Thanks, you guys. Okay. So as soon as I kept asking that question, like, why, wh- where, how do I know this? Like, what is this from? You know, also paired with watching a shit ton of people be like, oh my God, this is so brilliant. Oh my God, so-and-so, you're so smart. Like giving this dude all this credit and I'm just watching it and watching it. And I'm like, ooh, why is this, why is this kind of bugging me? Like what, what is happening in my head? And I just did not have the answer. You know, when it's like on the tip of your tongue, but you're like, you can't access it. And so the thing about my spiritual team is usually And it's just kind of how it works, I think, in the world, right? I just think there's kind of like this energetic field, this conscious, one big mind, whatever it is. Usually, if I ask some sort of rando question, (laughs) just like out loud or in my head, or I'll say something to my sweetie. And I'm not kidding, you guys. This has happened from everything from like weirdo questions. Like one day I'll be like, I wonder who first thought up mayonnaise? Like who walked around and was like, oh, let's mix these ingredients together. Like, was it an accident? Like, what did I, I swear to you within like 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever, I'll come across something somewhere and it'll be like mayonnaise made first by blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, what? So now I just kind of count on, it's almost like placing an order. Although I'm not placing an order, I'm just asking a question. And then inevitably the answer arrives in some shape form. I hear it. I see it. Somebody tells a story. Somebody recommends a book. Somebody, I see a license plate, right? Call them universal signs, call it divine intelligence. I don't care what you call it, right? Some people call them coinkydinks, right? Coincidences. But so I hear, I have this thing. Here's the question. Be do have, like, how do I know this? All of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm going to straighten out some of my books. So you guys know, I love books. I'm a writer. I'm a reader. I'm a speaker. I love words. I have books all over my house. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to straighten out some of my, my books because I was moving my bookshelves around. And all of a sudden I see a book and I see, so I'm going to show you what I see when I'm looking on my bookshelf, right? So out of the corner, I see this blue and kind of purple book, right? And it says on the spine, creative visualization and it's by uh so it was published by new world library wicked long time ago right and it's by a woman named shakti shakti gawain all right i'm going to show you the picture for those of you who are watching and you'll see it's like this black and white photo and she's kind of got like a saucy little shag hairdo like shoulder height and this is shakti and I'm like, oh, Shakti, oh my God. And I pick up the book and I'm looking at it. And this is what it says on the front. So it says creative visualization and kind of like this bubble font. And then there's like a mandala, a little piece of artwork. And then it says this, use the power of your imagination 
to create what you want in your life. And I was like, oh my God, I picked up this book back in California. So I've had this book for, I don't know, probably since like 90, 1991, 92 maybe. But the great thing about this book, which is even better, is that it was written in 1978. You can see the copyright right here, right? First published, 1978, Shakti Gwain. So I didn't even get this book until like about whatever, 15, however many years later, right? It's 12 years later, whatever, when it first came out. So I sat flipping through the book, like literally like doing like this. You know how you can like flip the pages, right? So I sat flipping through the book and all of a sudden I see a chapter no shit, Sherlock. You want to know what this thing is called? Look, I'm holding it up to the camera. This chapter is called Being, Doing, and Having. I'm like, being, doing, and having. I'm like, that's be, do, have. And then it's like, ding, 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 ding. Right? They're ringing the bell. They're chiming the bell in my head. And so one part of me is like having a rocky moment. Like, yeah, like I just run up the steps, right? I had run through the streets in my gray sweats and now I'm running up the stairs like, yeah, arms over my head because I found the answer. So two things happen when I find the answer. Number one, I get wicked excited, not only to, to know who the original attribute belongs to, I also get a little pissed because I'm like, these motherfuckers once again, stealing the work of this woman, this brilliant woman, this creative visualization, like artsy, creative, wanted to help the world woman writes a book in 1978. And now we have people in 2022, 2021, stealing her shit, not given credit. And here's the thing. How do I know usually when somebody has plagiarized or, or has lifted somebody's material? If I hear you teach it and verbatim say it the same exact way. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to say that every single person who says a quote exactly the right is stealing. Sometimes multiple ideas will come to multiple people, whatever. But when I hear you talk in long sentences and you say pretty much the exact thing out of a book, I'm like, hmm. You know, and maybe, look, I, I know that there are exceptions to every rule. Let me preface this. I know there are exceptions where sometimes you may not remember exactly where you heard it, but you know what? You say, I don't remember where I first heard this, but there's lots of ways to kind of cover your ass and to be respectful and to not be slimy, okay? Um, sometimes you maybe you um, are having some sort of a, a thing in your head where you think you made this up. I don't know. There's a thousand ways, right? I'm sure. So I'm not calling every single person who repeats something uh, is like a big fat liar, liar, pants on fire. That's not what I'm saying. But I can usually tell when a piece of content has been lifted and shared with somebody else, especially if I've heard it before somewhere else. And again, I'm going to say, be mindful of who you follow and make your hero or your guru or your teacher on social media, because a lot of people are riding off the backs of other people and not giving credit. I'm not going to name names. Do your homework. Okay. But this is what I do want to share about why I love Be, Do, Have and why it might be helpful for you. Okay. So just think about, we know being, what is being? Being is how like you move through the world, right? It's the basic experience, as she says, of being alive and conscious, right? So your beingness, sometimes we can experience our beingness, who we really are, 
in prayer, in meditation, right? In the spiritual work that I do, having a daily spiritual practice. The mind gets quiet. We start to experience ourselves as the essence of ourselves. Who am I being in the world? How am I being in the world, okay? Then there's obviously doing. Doing is more like, you know what doing is. Doing is action-based. What am I doing? Well, right now I'm going to run. Right now I'm eating. I'm doing things. And then having actually is kind of like the relationships between um, you and the world, you and other people, the things that we have. Like I have this pen, right? So what Shakti came up with in this really brilliant concept is she was saying that that being, doing, and having, okay, are like a little, a little pyramid, a little triangle, if you can imagine it. And at the very top of the point, she's like, that's the beingness, right? Like that's the be, being. And then on the sides, the bottom, the foundation, it's like that's the, um, the having and the doing, okay? And this is what she said. I'm going to read this um, right from the book because I think it's, it's really genius. She says, the beingness, the doingness, and the havingness, um, you know, they support each other. I'm going to paraphrase. They, they support each other. They're not in conflict with each other, right? They're really there and they exist at the same time. They exist simultaneously. And just imagine, if you can, this triangle of, of, of support, nice full base right at the top, the beingness. But listen to this. This is what I'm going to read exactly from her book. And I'm doing this on purpose because I cannot tell you how many people have tried to teach this and they teach it as if it's their own words when it's not. It's Shakti's because they say it often exactly how it's written here on page 52 of Creative Visualization. But listen to this. This is so great. Uh, and pay attention because this is really, this is a powerful teaching in a couple of sentences and I don't want you to miss it. She says this, often people attempt to live their lives backwards. They try to have more things or more money in order to do more of they want so that they will be happier. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. So people often attempt to live their lives backwards. They try to have more things, right? Think like more money, more food, more homes, more cars, more stuff, more likes, more followers, right? This is 1978. So she wasn't talking back then of likes and follows and all these things, but it's still appropriate. It applies now. This is why it's, 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 it's good wisdom that, that continues to survive all these years later, okay? She said, often people try to have more things like money, et cetera, in order to do more of what they want, right? How many times have you heard yourself say, well, once I, um, once I have more money, then I'll be able to do such and such. I, I did a whole podcast episode on this called When I, Then I, right? Or I talk about, I think I did a podcast episode on this and, and if I didn't, I should. But one of the things I often say to my clients is, oh, you're kind of stuck in the When I, Then I which is, well, when I lose the weight, then I'll da 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 When I, you know, finally uh, make more money, when I have more money, then I will do this and be happier. When I get the letters after my name, then I'll have more confidence and be able to whatever, 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 right? So this is what she's saying. People go backwards. They try to have more things in order to do more so that then they'll be happier. Here's the gem. Listen up. This is the gem of be, do, have. She says, the way it actually works is in reverse. You must first be who you really are, then do what you need to do in order to have 
what you want. So the purpose so much of things like creative visualization, meditation, contemplation, hypnosis, right, is to, um, to connect us to the truth of who we really are, connect us to what she calls your beingness. And then that helps us to be able to focus our minds and facilitate, right, our doingness, the things that we need to do. And that will then, she says, increase and expand our havingness. So this is what she's saying, is that people get it backwards. And the way forward is the be, do, have. So one of the questions, like when I talk about my clients with this, and I, if when I do, I give her credit, I say, you know, it's about who am I being right now? What's the type of person that I'm being right now that's going to allow me to have these things so that I can then do, right? Or no, be, sorry, who am I being right now that will then allow me to do what I need to do so I can have the things that I want to have? It, it's, not, it's not starting with having all the shit, then I'll be happy. It's like, no, who am I being? So let's say that you, you want to be rich. Okay, let's just use something easy like money as an example. One of the questions you could ask yourself is, well, what is a person who is the thing, who is being rich? What are some of the things that they would be doing? It's very helpful in this little container of be, do, have to kind of get some clues or support or some insight. But the biggest thing is, who am I being? Am I living in alignment with my values? Am I living in alignment and being in self-integrity? Am I being the kind of person? So, you know, think about it. So what do I want to do? I want to be able to lose weight. I want to have less weight on my body, right? Well, then you ask yourself, well, what if somebody who was living a healthy lifestyle or taking good care of their body, what, who would they be being? How are they being right now? So it's about who am I being first? That's where the power lies. Be, do, then we have. Not try to have all the stuff first so then I can do what I need to do so then I can be happy. I hope you're picking up the distinction here. You guys are wicked smart, so I sure, I'm sure that you are. But, you know, I've been looking at this book across the room now for like, I don't know, a few months since I, since I went back and discovered like, oh yeah, this is where they got this from. This is the wisdom that they're sharing, but they are not giving my girl Shakti any credit. So for me, it just felt important when I noticed things like that happening in the world. It's like, look, how many people are going to listen to this episode? I don't know. I can't control that. What I can control is that when I see something that feels off, feels like an injustice, that feels like a slight, feels creepy or whatever, if I can do something to correct it in my little corner of the world, because that's our job. I can't always change everything big that's happening in the world, but what I can change is my thinking about things, my voice. I can use my voice to try to correct something, speak up for something that I see that doesn't seem right or seems off. And I basically, I, I talk about it like this, like I've been given my own little corner of the garden to tend to. So there's certain things I just can't ignore. There's certain things I can't turn away from and wait for other people to correct it or fix it or whatever. When I feel like I've been given the assignment, right, to speak up, to use my big mouth, <laughs> to say, say something in a blog post or in a post on social media, in my newsletter, in an email, to my friends, to whatever. 
So when I saw this, I'm like, you know what? I can't change this across the world. But for those of you who are listening, I can at least, uh, I can at least, um, you know, put some, put some good love uh, and support out into the world for Shakti uh, in her book, Creative Visualization. It's a really cool book, you guys. Um, and it's the art of using mental imagery and affirmation to produce positive changes in your life, very similar to what hypnosis does. So it was just really great to come across this old gem, 1978, and uh, to talk about that. So you guys just think about that, right? That's the big question. Who am I being? It also has so much to do with our self-identity, right? And it's like, if you are showing up in the world in a way that is not allowing you to, um, how do I say this, do or have, to have the things that you want. So much of it is we have to look at who am I being, right? How am I thinking? How am I speaking? How am I acting? What's my, what are the stories that I'm telling, right? What is the essence? Have I forgotten who I really am? The true self, the true being that I really am. Because it's one of the things that happens in the world is we forget ourselves. We get what I call spiritual amnesia. And we start to over-identify with these bodies and the world and all this stuff. But it's like who you are being is key. So the steps are in proper order. Be, then do, and then have. I hope this was helpful in some way. I hope, um, you know, a little light bulb went off somewhere and it was like, oh, and stop doing it in the reverse. Stop doing the, you know, trying to, like I said, I'll read it to you one more time. <clears throat> People often attempt to live their lives backwards. They try to have more things or money in order to do more of what they want. So then they will be happier. Okay. The way it actually works is this. You must first be who you really are, then do what you need to do in order to have what you want. So if you're not having and getting what you want lately, take a look at who am I being? How am I showing up? How am I speaking to myself and to others? What are the stories I'm telling myself? What are the beliefs that I have? What are the blind spots, the belief systems, the bullshit, the blocks, the barriers, the stories, right? That's all the work that I love to do with people is helping them to kind of get out of their own way, right? So I hope this was helpful, you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate you so much. And um, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to say for, for now. Like I said, short and sweet. So wherever you are, whoever you are being, I hope you are being a blessing, right? What do I always say at the end of the show? Um, wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment, and yourself better than how you found it. That's all about who am I being and how am I being? Are you showing up and being a blessing? I sure hope so, you guys. Thank you so much. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. 
And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>